Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens for round 26, brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. They've got some events coming up over the next couple of weeks, kicking off on the 30th of August, Wealth Through Property. That one's out at Sydney Olympic Park, or you can catch it via the webinar. We have also got some events over the next few weeks. 12th of September, Wealth Through Property once again on the Sunshine Coast. 13th of September, Wealth Through Property live in Brisbane. And then we've got Bathurst on the 18th of September. And I believe making a cameo appearance at a few of them is our resident star over here, Mortz. Welcome back, mate. Guru, how you going, mate? Going well, mate. How, how are we travelling? Going well. Supercoach, no. But uh, <laughs> everything else going really good, mate. Yeah, things are good at Blue Wolf. Where Where is the Supercoach team going? Uh, I think I'm ranked high 40,000s. Um, I, I need a masterclass with you guys in the off-season, but no idea. <laughs> so so yeah, does Tim. So, yeah. So, so you've worked out the captain Curtis Moran each week hasn't quite worked for you? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, th- I thought that was a go. <laughs> I like 40 points each week. It's good. <laughs> now, mate, uh, next week, uh, well through property, Sydney Olympic Park. As I said, you've got all those other destinations over the next few weeks as well. So plenty of opportunities there. That one's via webinar as well, though. So you can be live at Sydney Olympic Park at 6.30 p.m. or be there on the webinar. What can they expect there, mate? Uh, mate, the wealth through property uh, covers the basic concepts of investing. Uh, why, I guess, that the underlying theme is why most Aussies need to do something. We're not all going to be able to save our way to retirement. Some of us will be, not uh, certainly not me. So it's about you know, making making sure you're investing either in property or other wealth creation assets, and we just run through why property works. And mate, you had the property showcase last week or the week before? We, uh, last week, last yeah, week. last Tuesday. We had great take up. Uh, I think we had. Um, a good six, seven hundred people tune into it, which was awesome. Sure. Um, good traction off the back of it, and I think as we, as rates peak, uh, which we're hopefully seeing, uh, will uh, you know the property market's already taking off again. So for us, um, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, people keen to invest, which it'd is be, great. It'd be a bit dangerous getting the uh, the beers and break even faithful to events like that because when you, once you get Tony and them going at it about Supercoach, agreeing, disagreeing, talking about sides, the showcase would take a back seat. Mate, that's why. That's T- why you can have those chats and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll just work in the background to get the jobs done, mate. That's yeah. uh, Mort, you've also, the team's been working with NRL clubs in their past yes. uh, quite recently. Uh, and I think you've, you've mentioned off air, the doggies in particular is where it all started. And what have you built off the back of that? So, yeah, so mate, obviously Tony, as you know, passionate Bulldogs man, and and I've I've been a Bulldogs man. I thought he was an Eels fan. <laughs> I thought he was too. Don't say that. Doggies fan is he? Mate, when he's been <laughs> in here, how has he handled all this yellow? And, and <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, mate. So we 
we sort of came up with a bit of an NRL or athlete uh, wealth creation program, which is an adjustment of the wealth through property presentations, but more tailored to, I guess, their circumstance. Ultimately, the NRL player, on average, has you know sort of three to four years worth of a career. Uh, some will do have a lot longer career than that, and others won't. Uh, so it's about making the most of the opportunity they have uh, while they're earning good good coin uh, to ensure that they set themselves up for the future. So we've uh, we've been in front of the Bulldogs, been in front of Manly, uh, presented to both their squads. Good reception there, and we're talking to a few other clubs. So yeah, real passionate about that. It is such a unique spot that some of those young guys find themselves in it. Like like I hear people talk about four and five hundred thousand dollar contracts, and they're like, like people talk as if they're going to be on it for eternity. It's such a short window. It is such it is. a short window that they've just really got to take advantage yeah, of. Imagine being 20 years old and then going, yeah, he's 500k a year, mate. Well, and if you, with respect to anyone, any 20-year-old, there's only a real small amount that would know what to do with it. Yep. You know? um, so for them, it's having a good team around them. We are probably one part of that. They need, they need a really good team around them and make good decisions because that, for the vast majority of them, and you know, probably most people listening is more money than they'll ever earn, you know, in their, in their lifetime. So, yeah, so yeah. we know Caelan Ponga, Reese Walsh, big fans of beers and break-evens. They tune in weekly. So if they're listening, mate, all they need to do is reach out Hit to Hit us you. up. Yeah. If. <laughs> Please, shout out to you, KP. Welcome back for another week, brother. Very good. Yeah, of course. Now, mate, this weekend, bright lights, big yep. stages. Talk to us. Grand final day at Belmore Sports Ground. <laughs> um, so I'm the proud coach of the under-9s, St Christopher's, uh, We've got our grand final uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I think the Bulldogs have their captain's run before it, so Ooh. they're the sort of pre-show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm on the committee at St Christopher's. We've got another team as well playing. The under-11s are in the grand final, so I just want to give a shout-out to, to my team, to the under-11s and all the teams uh, competing on grand final day. It's a great experience. Uh, looking forward to it. Sounds like Ivan and Nath Cleary all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is, and it's probably similar in my Or is it fellas. Marty Lang and Johnny Lang? <laughs> what are we talking <laughs> Mate, probably Marty Lang, Johnny Lang. <laughs> Harry, my young fella, he's, he's a tackling demon. He loves, yeah. loves the rough stuff, so uh, much more than I did, that's for sure. <laughs> that is great. And who, who are they playing this week, sorry? Uh, we're playing the St George Dragons, yeah. uh, and they're probably favourites. So I don't think you can run a book on under nine's uh, Zach grand Lomax finals. Is, so Zach Lomax has been looking all right at right centre. Keep an eye out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got my money on your side, St Christopher's. Yeah, well, we'll see if we can get the, get the job done. Looking yeah. for, It'll be good. Now, if you had to put the young bloke, equate him to how many super coach points he reckons he would average per week, well, well who, who does he remind you of? What, what, how does oh, he play? Look, at, like a hard, hard-working back rower lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jacob Preston. She's got yeah. Jacob Preston written all over him from what I can work out. <laughs> yeah, so he's a lot of, what is it, the base stats? He'd, he'd have a lot of base stats and defensive stats, but uh, and then the occasional sneaky try from dummy half when we get close to the line. Love that, mate. Being the rugby league nerd <laughs> I am... There'd be nothing that would give me more joy than putting a Mortimer into my super coach time. Oh, it would be yeah. fucking unreal. We might have him outside in, what, eight or nine years' time? Oh, overs. <laughs> I think I had Daniel, uh, cousin Daniel, in my, in my first super coach yeah. side about five, eight, nine years ago, whenever it was. Um, he had a couple of good games yeah, there. Yeah, if you had him in that, the 09 season, he, he would have taken off for a while there. Yeah. Just yeah, well, leave, yeah, leave yeah, the sea yeah. on Hayne and, and have him <laughs> as a VC. Let it run. <laughs> How good. Mate, uh, thank you for joining us. 
Once again, best of luck this weekend for the grand final. Have they, have they got a market on what colour the uh, Gatorade is that you're going to wear after the game? Or uh, yeah, look, don't, don't know, but I know that there'll be plenty of uh, Coca-Cola and lollies and chocolates <laughs> flowing regardless of the results. That'll be good. Fingers crossed for a Clive Churchill coming the young bloke's <laughs> way too. Love that. Mate, thanks for joining us once again. Webinar next week, 30th of August. Then we've got all those events, which me and Timmy will remind you of over the next few weeks. You're heading up to Queensland for one or a few of them? Yeah, yeah in, in about three weeks' time. We've yeah. got a couple back-to-back as you mentioned earlier, um, up there. So I'll, I'll be there, Tony will be there. And coming into spring, good time to be up in uh, the Sunshine State, that's for Oof. sure. Yeah, you might uh, you might even line that up with a Brisbane Broncos home final. Now I'm thinking that's about it. Yes, correct. Thank me later too. <laughs> sorted out your plans, how <laughs> good. All right, mate, thank you for joining us. Thanks for coming in good once again. You. And uh, yeah, mate, we look forward to everything to come. Thanks, guys. Thanks yes. for having me. All right, Mortz has hit the frog and toad. Now let's get into our Supercoach scores from the weekend. I scored 1,428. I'm finished with a rank of 3,900. How are you, buddy? Not bad, Rue. Not bad from you at all. Uh, 1,308 for the Coomer Stallions. We dropped slightly into 5,100 overall. Interesting. So there's 1,200 spots between us, but... About 115 points. There you go. 115 points. So, mate, yeah, it was a good week. And good work. considering as well that you you sat Tedesco, that's a massive score. No, I played Tedesco. Ended up playing him. Oh, oh, that's right. Because you were going to sit him, and then I told you to play him over Campbell Grant. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get him on the back foot. Put him in a corner, guys. Gets rattled very easily. What about DWZ? I thought you were ready to murder his family last week, and then Friday afternoon you trade him in. That's one of the great backflips of all time. You look like Chez, you play like Chez, you do it all. What's this about? You were the one potting Dallin. I was all I thought you weren't trading him in. No, I said I was desperate to trade him in, but I was worried about trades for the last few rounds. And then I looked ahead to round, to this week and I was like, I had five bunnies. I need to trade one anyway. Half an hour before kickoff, I just got the itchiest feed. I had a great feeling that Dallin was going big. So I pulled the trigger and I was like, please go well. And he had two tries in 15 minutes. I went, thank Christ. I'll tell you a funny story. I was, uh, I was at the pub. So l- last week in my draft comp, Sorry, two weeks ago, I got smashed, right? The guy I was playing scored like a 1,000 points. He was having an all-time week. So I, I was sitting there having a little, you know, fucking t- t- temper tantrum <laughs> to myself. And I messaged our mate Steve. And he's like, yeah, my game's fucked as well, blah, blah, blah. He, he carried on. And I, I didn't even look at his matchup, right? I just thought, oh, he must be in some curry as well. Got to the end of the weekend, I looked at Steve's game. His opposition player, his opposition scored 600 points. So it was nothing, right? Yeah. I text him, I go, are you fucking for real? I got a thousand dropped on my head. You on six hundred and you carried on a treat. He won. He won by about two hundred. I was yeah. going, "Are you fucking for real?" He's like, "Yeah, it was a bit of an overreaction." So anyway, <laughs> I gave him shit about it all week, right? Then we're sitting at the pub on Friday night. You trade in DWZ when he scores his third try. Yeah, I'm walking. I'm kicking shit. I'm having the biggest fucking tantrum ever. Going, "Fuck, season's over." Fuck, fuck, fuck. Next game, I play Teddy. I VC him, and I'm back in it. And Steve's yeah. just sitting there going, "Oh, my season's over!" And I was like, "God, God damn it! I had the hand. I had the hand. Fuck, uh, <laughs> lost it." I love Supercoach for that reason. There's just the emotional rollercoaster it takes you on, and it is incredible how well you can be going all the way through until the end of the Saturday night yeah. games, or how poorly, and how just two games on Sunday can change your entire week. Yeah, and like. <laughs> you blowing up two games into the round and then you end up beating me by 100 points. It's, yeah. it's great. 
We had uh, on the play potty last night, Brett Patworth, he's a former Wallaby, former Rooster, 20 years on Talking Sport, absolute legend. I, I really, really enjoyed having him on. And I mentioned last night a, story, a, a, a narrative, I suppose, that I preach all the time is when people win and say they're too far behind, they're focusing on head-to-head and how quickly you can make moves in this game. He went 13,000 overall to 600th in the space of four weeks. Wow. Two weeks later, he was in 30th. So 13K to 30th in six weeks. Wow. And, and that to me is just like, guys, you're never dead and buried in this game. Yeah. And I mean, mate, like, obviously, I still had a good weekend. Don't get me wrong. But geez, I'll tell you what, my 14-28, I had the VC on Teddy. The two players before he got knocked out, he dropped the ball with an open trial line. Yes. And then he had a pass to Suali that he just threw into the crowd for no apparent fucking reason. Like... Even take me, for example, had a very good week, but with Teddy as my VC and not many people having him and no other captains really going huge, that 125 from Teddy could have... It could have been 160 all of a sudden. Instead, he's knocked out and missing this week. So, God, it turns quickly. It turns so fast. It's just, I ended up captaining Caelan Pong on Sunday afternoon. Is it just me or were you watching that guy and that he's going 150 plus? And I kept checking the out, waiting for his score to go up. I'm like, you're going to add his tries this way. And then I'll, the other option was Latrell Mitchell, who did nothing. Nothing, It's yeah. like he was going up at the same rate. I'm like, can you sort yourselves out? Well, that was, that, that was me and my draft game in the weekend. <laughs> I had KP in my position, had Latrell. Yeah. So I was watching them like a hawk. And just every time Latrell got the ball, he'd make eight, eight metres, but he'd break six tackles. Yeah. Just, uh, uh, uh. And then he'd throw a fucking offload that they'd get tackled directly there every time. Yeah. It was so frustrating oh. to watch. Very frustrating. But KP's a bit like that. He, fuck, he, like, he, lo- he looks like he's doing a million... And I was having a look at his scores the other day. I think in the last 10 weeks, he's gone under 70 once, which is a pretty damn good knock, but he does have to do a lot to score. He, he also missed half his goal kicks, didn't he? The goal kicking did yeah. not help. No, that was very frustrating. I was in such a delicate spot on Sunday afternoon, needing KP to do enough for me to win my draft game, but needing KP to miss enough goals so that you didn't catch me. Yeah. I was oh, I was, I was, an emotional wreck on Sunday afternoon. So 115 points. Yeah, so just quickly on the trail... He down-dated to 57 because before that he was like early 70s at the end of the game. And you're on how, and you're right, he had 10 tackle busts. Yeah, but he, he, he was 70, but then he got the sim bin. So then he went down to like 50-odd, I think, didn't he? Maybe. I was I'm, trying, I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm he did, yeah. Because yeah. I actually thought he'd go back up to 65 or 70. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. go so back up as much as I thought. Bin. Went down with the sim bin um, and, and obviously missed the last yeah. few minutes there. And uh, I guess, mate, uh, we'll touch on it very quickly, Latrell Mitchell... For people that have got trades like us, as much as we've both got Latrell, gold. Oh, Absolute mate, gold. Supercoach is so funny. You watch one of your players be ruled out for the rest of the regular season, the Supercoach season, and I'm just like, oh, this is music to my ears. Like, trades in hand, a bit of depth there. Uh, mate, let it rain. I mean, ideally be a player that I don't own, but yeah, <laughs> it's so happy about it. So... On that point, take me, for example, I woke up on Monday morning, updates were done, I looked at my team, I've got Latrell and Teddy, I've got no fullback, and yeah. I went, yes, yeah, how yeah, good yeah, is this? Yeah. Thank God, because i got trades. And that's it, and we've, we've sort of been, fingers crossed, hoping for carnage late in the season. We've got a fair bit of it this week, that there's going to be a lot, I've, I know a lot of good super coaches out there playing without 17, yep. yeah, adding any other damage that comes late in the week could be lower and lower. Just a few more to, to drop certain teams, like 15 and 14 players, let it happen. I spoke to a guy yesterday who's ranked about 500th and he was relying on Corey Horsburgh to play to have 14. Mm. So there'll be a wow. lot of people in, and he has no trades left. 
So yeah, big yeah. movement. There's going to be week. a lot of movement the next two weeks. I would argue the next two weeks could be the biggest movements of all. Yeah, if and you've played they it, they well. normally are. Like I said, yeah. last season it didn't eventuate that way, but this this year, yeah, it's looking that way. So if Harry Grant wanted to take a little sit this week, I wouldn't oh. hate it. Oh, how good. Um, yeah, so leading our groups, we've still got James, the raging pole. Uh, he's in third overall, still well and truly in the hunt. Here come the Bears. Glenn in fourth overall, second in our group. Dummy and run, fifth overall. That's Aiden. And third in our group. So of the top five, we've got three of them at the moment, Timmy. That's mad. That is very, very good. We We're very happy longer. with that. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot of the guys that are in that top 25 or so have been there for quite some time. So... Unreal to see. Of the top 100, Timmy, we have got um, 33 of them. I actually thought we'd have a few more than that. It's, it's, it's interesting how this has fluctuated throughout the year. Yeah. Exciting for us, though. It just shows how many more people there are out there. Love it. Yeah, it's unreal. I wonder how many of you 34 have got three teams in there. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to James, still leading. Now, our top scorer for this week uh, was Ethan. He coaches the Garn Drags. Uh, he scored, good God. Not only did he top score it, he top scored it by 60 points. 1,641. What a nudge. That's a massive score this week, wasn't it? Now, Ethan, I want you to be honest with us and raise out. If you captain Jordan Rapana, well done to you, but I don't want to give you a hat or a football if that is the case. Got his team. No one's ever deserved Wait, no, something, deserved it less. What, what did he score? 1,641. Okay. Have you got his team there? No, no, no. I've got the bloke who won it this week was 1,660, so he's just oh. short of the top prize for the week. Oh. Now, I'm just having a look through Ethan's team this week. He captained Nathan Cleary, um, CTWs, Marsu, DWZ, Garrick. He had Teddy at fullback. Jeez, he, he also had Reese Walsh in his team. So Did he have Rapana? No, he didn't have Rapana. The bloke who won it had rap, rap, He had Rapa. Yeah. Mate, there was a bloke that messaged me the other day who was in a Supercoach prelim final on the weekend. Mm. He was up by 150 points with one player to come for the opposition, Jordan Rapana. I got beat. <laughs> knocked out. I, I honestly could not think of anything worse oh, of all people. That's devastating. Jordan Rapana. Good God, that hurts. Uh, so, Ethan, reach out to beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Hats and footballs still coming over the next few weeks. We promise you they are coming. I've spoken to most of the winners over the last few days anyway. Uh, we're just waiting to get those hats embroidered, ready to go. They're going to be black hats for the back end, so even more special. And if you've got one of the blues, you've got one of the rare 20-odd. And if you're one of the ones, one of the drunk bastards that got them off us on the uh, country tour... Yeah. Well done to you. Your team's probably ranked 30,000 by the look of all of yours and the way you were talking supercoach to us, so well done. I'll be worth half a mil by in five years' time. <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> I'll be flying. All right, let's get stuck into <laughs> Team List Tuesday. We've got Battle of the West, Penrith v. the Eels, Thursday, 7.50. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, Brian Toto named. He is back. Peach named at centre. Jeez, I hope some of you took our tip to have a look at Peach last week. because He's going to play all three games now, I reckon. It's going to be a great little get. Oh. Cogger at nine. Hosking on the edge. No Scotty Sorensen. No Isaac Tungo. No Mitch Kenny. Um, it looks to me like the Panthers are probably going to have a bit of a rotation thing with their restings. I would say that if they win this game, they've got the home game next week. They've got a home final locked up against the Cowboys. I do think we need to prepare for some restings. I would say for you, the one bright side is that I can't see them resting Brian Toto. 
two times in three weeks. It was funny. I, I was devastated for him to be to be rested for the Titans matchup last mm-hmm. week, but I was also there going, I'm going to need him more the next two weeks. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So low-key, pretty happy about that, all things considered. But I think you're right. We're, we're seeing Ivan stagger these restings, and there's a bunch of blokes there who haven't been given a rest yet. A few semi-relevant super coaches, nothing too, too much. Dylan Edwards is probably the biggest name super coach there. Maybe Stephen Crichton who haven't had their rests, who could be getting a spell at some point, but you do see them coming. The, the big one is whether or not they rest Nathan Cleary, isn't it? That's the big one, yeah. And obviously, Nathan has had um, a, a few weeks off this year already, so maybe they push through, but you harp on about it all the time. Don't know if it's a risk worth taking. I do think there are other guys in that squad that do need a rest. Probably more, I would say um, Dylan Edwards, as you said. He's definitely one of them. I think it's worth noting Luke Garner's been named on the bench this week. So just keep an eye on that situation. I wouldn't be surprised if they're up in this game if Dylan Edwards come off. Um, Critter goes to fullback and they just play Garner mm. in the centres. So maybe that could be his little yeah. spell. Um, you've got guys like Mosley Otto. You've got guys like Fisher Harris who have played a lot of footy this year. Liam Martin hasn't got a spell yet either. So, uh, yeah. They're, I, they're coming. Well, and the <coughs> – Sorry. The other thing, the last few weeks, they've named full strength, rested them late in the week. Yeah. So, don't be deceived. Yeah, don't be deceived. The beauty of it is, though, that it is the first game. So, we will have uh, a very good idea what is going on there. Uh, for the Eels, Ryan Madison named on the edge. Hopgood at 13. Um, anyone shocked by this one? Seriously. Yeah. I'd, it, it infuriates me talking about what they did last week. Not only from a Supercoach standpoint, but just footy in general. Come on, BA. Be better. Jeez, Hopgood scored well. Credit to him. Bucky scored well. You sound surprised, man. I, yeah, I just... I, I, I didn't think he'd score that well on the edge. I really didn't. He um, It was almost like he was better on the edge scoring-wise. It was pretty freaking impressive. Definitely opened up attack for him. Yeah. Even just offload. Just going up off against loads, halfbacks. Yeah. He was yeah. just able to pop and, you know. Um, all right, the Waz be the Dragons. Friday, 6 p.m. coming to you from Auckland. For the Warriors, Jackson Ford named on the best. Josh... Josh Curran starts. Uh, mate, an interesting one to keep note of. Tamari Martin named on the extended bench. Mm. He's playing the Wales Cup this week. Interesting to see if he comes back into this side or not. I reckon he's a chance. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I want to say no because of how good the Warriors have been like, on a massive win streak. Just defensively, maybe they look to shore up the edge. That's why I think he potentially comes back in. So, so, see how he goes in New South Wales Cup this week. I'm pretty sure he won't play first grade this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure he will come back to buy a cup. We'll see how it goes. Jackson Ford also named on the bench, mate, which we don't have Ford, but I think there would be people out yeah. there that would still have him. Um, I think, from what I've heard, it sounds like the Warriors won't be resting guys as in not playing them, but I think there could be limited minutes over the next few weeks. And they've started with Jackson Ford. Mate, oh, surely if they win this week, AFB... Torhu, some of these guys. I Sean think I've got to play limited minutes next week. SJ, potentially. Mate, I think they have to. Like, again, take any Supercoach bias out of this one. Like, Sean Johnson, thankfully he's kept it together this year and he stayed on the field and it's led to hopefully what, what could be a Dalian medal winning year. But he's so pivotal and so important to this team. If he goes down injured next week... I know I'm, I throw out a lot of ifs and buts and what ifs, but I think you have to be cautious. This. They'll have locked in a top four spot. They're not dropping out of the, the three or the four spot. If they win this week and that's all locked in, 
they lose him, it just could like terrorize their finals campaign. Like I'd just be like sitting, mate, have the week off. He literally didn't goal kick last week and the week before yep. because of a tight groin or whatever it was. So, but even if they play SJ, you mentioned, but AFB and Toru Harris, huge chances at early showers. Even if it is a tighter game, like I think lesser minutes. Uh, the beauty of it is with with. What do you got? Seventeen on deck this week. You, you don't have a sit v start with Torhu decision. <laughs> yes, yeah, I have to play Torhu. I think uh, so. That's one less headache. But I just think, mate, with that Warriors side as well. Like, if they're thinking long term, which they would be, they're going to fly to Brisbane. They're going to play all their players against the Dolphins, whilst probably the Penrith Panthers rest everyone to be fresh yep. to play them next week at Penrith. Like, fuck. I'd be SJ. Stay home. Spend the week with your family, mate. See a week. Rest up, rehab everything you possibly yeah. can and get ready for war next week. Because yeah. they're going to have to do something incredibly special for the Warriors to go to Penrith and beat Penrith week one. With yeah. Penrith, essentially now, once they get Isaac Tungo back, that's their team. Yeah, They are fully fit, ready to go. So, How was, speaking of your your rage quit when Dallin scored his tries and your draft was in all sorts, Toru Harris scoring the oh, first try. Unbelievable. You wouldn't believe it. I was I, I was actually late to the pub for that first game and I was at home and I was getting ready and I thought, oh, will I go at half time? What will I do? Tohu Harris scored and I went, fuck it, I'm going now. I need a beer. Fuck this. <laughs> so I get in the car. I, I walked downstairs and I got in the car and I got a phone call. So I took that for five minutes to turn the radio on and the the commentator goes, Dallin, Dallin, Dallin. And I'm going, oh my fucking God, what is happening? I turned my K on my phone. And that try he scored, it was like Gene Miles taking him on. And then he just left Ruben Garrick for dead. I was just going, this is an awful night. <laughs> this is not good. And I had about 18 people message me on Friday afternoon. and go, you know Tim traded in Dallin? I, go, I fucking know Tim traded in Dallin, you prick. Shut up. Doing my head in. Nightmare of an afternoon. Um, let's centre ourselves. Bring where ourselves we? back. Where were we? Yeah. Well, I was about to get through some childhood trauma then. Uh, Dragons. Lomax uh, in the centres again. Bud Sullivan on the extended. Jacob Little starts. The young fellas on the bench. God knows what's going to happen there. It doesn't impact anyone else in this universe except me and my draft team. So I won't carry on there. Uh, Fins v Cowboys, Friday, 8 p.m. Dolphins getting a lot of people back here. Hamiso, uh, obviously Lemuelu comes back in. Kenny Bromwich comes back in. Aiken on the bench. Tessie New moves to the centres. Nick Arima at 5'8". Um... I, I sort of was looking at this game last week going, Dolphins are still going to be without anyone and the Cowboys could put on a big score, which they still could, but the Dolphins team definitely looks better this week, doesn't it? Friday, 8pm, Suncorp. I feel like they're going to show up there. It does. It's a bit of an awkward one, and we'll get to captaincies in, in a bit more depth later on, but when you're looking at Scott Drinkwater, even as a trade-in, and looks a good match-up, but you'd be all in on them if they were playing last week's Dolphins, wouldn't you? It's yes. a very different lineup, so I'm a little bit the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about trades and everything soon. Cowboys, Nanai out, uh, Valame out, uh, Lukey on the edge, Laybutt comes into the centres. Anything else to touch on in that game? Uh, just the commiserations of the handful of Valamai owners who yep. had another great matchup this week and a knee injury. I, just, I didn't see that one on the weekend or, or if it, where it came out of, but to blow for them, for anyone who took the game, because he'd been ticking on quite nicely. And Very nice. This was a nice game for him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move to Super Saturday. We've got the Storm and the Titans, 3 p.m. from Amy Park. For the Storm, King out, Nass into 13. Uh, for the Titans, <coughs> Sammy and Campbell are out. JoJo comes back in, and so does Foz. Anything to touch on in that one? Obviously, for Fafita, great to have Foz back, I guess, for a tough matchup. I think Foz back is instrumental to them. Like, mm. that's... 
both defensively, both for, even for Fafida. Fafida went well last week against Penrith, scored that awesome set play try, which owners were just like, thank God. Uh, yeah, but for, Foz for Fafida and that whole defensive edge, big. Yeah, it was uh, low-key one of the saddest moments of my weekend last weekend when I realised that Jaden Campbell wouldn't be marking Eli Katoa this week. That, that, that hurt me more than I'm willing to admit. Thank God. The last so, dagger I probably didn't know. Yeah. So four will be on Ellie, won't he? Yeah. Thank God. Ellie's the other one I tinkered with last week. I was like, oh, it's not worth it when I had a full set side last week. And I still want him, but I'm like, I don't want to burn my final trade on him. So if he was on Jaden, I nearly would have just pulled the trigger this week. Yeah. He could have gone 150. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, speaking of Ellie Katoa, did he get given a try assist on the weekend for a good tackle? I believe so. Fuck yes. Heaps into that. I didn't realise until yesterday either. Someone had it out there on Twitter. I was like, oh, God. I saw the points go up and I thought, surely not. Then I watched it back and I'm like, eh, I get it. It, it happens. It opens up a real can of worms. It does. But it happens occasionally. I just think it's a try contribution. Just make a try contribution, four yeah. points. Like 12 points is a lot for that. If they were going to do it every time, but it's just such a grey area... We know super coaches hate those, those grey, subjective sort of things. It's just give it a try contribution. Like if, if you if you did a charge down, someone else picked it up and scored. Do you get a try assist for that? I, I reckon it actually plays a bigger role, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's a yeah, real can of worms Anyways, that we probably didn't need to open. And stoked for you and Ellie, mate. Yeah, it's good. We'll take it. Um, Roosters, Tigers, Saturday five thirty, coming to you from Allianz. Uh, James Tedesco out. Let's not talk about it. Manu at fullback. Corey Allen in the centres. Sammy Walker returns. Hutcho, who's been in awful form, dropped. Got exactly what he deserved, right, Timmy? I'm gutted. I'm gutted. <laughs> oh, poor bastard. Drew. Fuck. Like, what more can a man do? Exactly right. Turns exactly around, right. like this powerhouse club who have a terrible season. They go to Drury Hutchinson, who's probably on freaking minimum wage for them. Turns their season around, gets me with, with a sniff in the finals and bring the bloke back who's been injured for three months. I had who, a, who wasn't that great before it? <laughs> I love Sammy Walker, but... Oh. I had a bloke who messaged me yesterday and said, um, geez, Hutcho being out hurts my side. And I was like, I was like, oh... Is that your draft side? And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, my classic. I was like, why don't you have a better 5'8 than Hutcho? And he goes, no, I don't have him a 5'8. I've got him in my back row. <laughs> I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, please stop. <laughs> this gets worse and worse. Oh, what he's doing. Wonderful. Poor bastard. Um, Egan Butcher on the extended bench as well. You would have to think that if he is fit, he would come into this side. Mm -hmm. uh, for the Tigers, Simkin, he's out. Appy moves back to nine. And Will Smith. Jumps in to Jersey 7. Uh, I thought it was interesting when we had Jamie Sowd on here a few weeks ago. He played a bit of footy with Will Smith at the Penrith Panthers, and he reckons he's uh, one of the more untapped talents. Really? He reckons that after Brooks, he would have been his immediate choice at halfback straight away. So it's taken them a long a long time to get to Will Smith. But, I've never uh, minded Will Smith at all. I yeah, I don't mind him either. Like yeah. Playing is a... Spend a lot of his career as a bench. just kind of on his utility. But... Yeah, big wraps from Sally. Yeah, um, and Will Smith, Dane Laurie in the halves this week. I think that'll worry the Roosters. If for nothing else, you just don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, hard to plan. Hard, hard to prep for, for sure. Uh, Raiders v Broncos, Saturday, 7.35. Grand final preview. Tim's got written here. Raiders, Corey Horsburgh has been named. Um, you believe he will play? Yeah, mate. Uh, he, he passed his HR on the weekend. So okay. he went off with about eight or nine minutes to go. I wanted 10 minutes to go on the weekend. So there's a bit of uncertainty there, but he passed. So he should be good to go. Yeah, I really hope 
my, my fear is that the Broncos could, could put on a big score here and Hawes and Tapanay could get rested later. I just hope the Raiders hold with them. I really do. And maybe not so much coming off the bye, but look, I, I would still assume the same for, for Payne House and Pat Carrigan yep. if, if there is a scoreline. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully the Raiders are up 40-0 and, and they get an early shower for that reason, but... Issue would suggest probably not. Yeah. Um, Jack and Seb Chris on the extended. I saw some images of Seb Chris training last week. Looks to be moving pretty freely. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes in. Got anything on Jackie Boy Whiten? I do not. You just got a blood trading dog written here. No, he's backflipping, staying at the Raiders. Haven't you seen the news? <laughs> Please. We love Jack again. <laughs> Please. Uh, for the Broncos, no Adam Reynolds. Jock Madden in at the seven, um, which. Obviously, there's, there's two options goalkeeping-wise. Reese Walsh, Katoni Staggs. Um, we probably think it's going to be Staggs. I think so. Apologies to Playbook listeners if you haven't listened to that potty yet this week. We had a chat and we were sort of had, under the assumption it would be Reese Walsh. But Staggs did kick a few weeks yeah. back when Reynolds was out. So it's probably going, based on that, Katoni Staggs. I mean, it could be Walsh, but you'd think probably Staggs. Yeah. Jeez, he, he becomes interesting, doesn't he? Uh, who? Staggs. Staggs. <laughs> if they were to put a big score on you this weekend and he was to be goal kicking, oh, I don't have the balls to I've got him in draft, so I'm going to happily sit there and watch that. But interesting. Hey, the Raids are coming off. Our biggest win all season against the Bulldogs. We, we're in a mood. 12-point win. Let's leave that where it is. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs v Manly, Sunday, 2 p.m. from out there at Homebush. No real changes for the Doggies. Nothing of note for Manly. Schuster's been dropped. Kohler goes to fullback, who I think is very interesting at fullback there with a good mm. matchups in the next two weeks. Uh, Garrick, obviously, mate, named on the extended bench. Surely not. I am under the impression that he will not be playing this week and yep. he's in extreme doubt for next week. Yeah. And you're out of contention. You're out of contention. The dude's got a broken back. Even if you can't do more damage to it, just give the man a rest. Yeah, it's just, I just, yeah, not worth it. Uh, Parker at centre. He returns this week. Uh, Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur. <laughs> Young <laughs> Arthur at six. Uh, Burbo on the edge. Uh, what about the debut of Chan Kam Tong? Shout yeah. out to Ella. She's over there sunning it up on the beaches of Europe. Uh, she was celebrating last night. She spoke to Gordon himself Did when she? he got named. <laughs> yeah, she sent me the screenshot. She's very excited with herself. Um, so, yeah, Gordon Chan Kam Tong. One to watch there and one that, to me, I think will be one we'll be talking about next year. Even if he plays two games this year, it'll still be a yeah. It'd be yeah, he'll pretty be bottom dollar, won't he? Bargain price. So you, people think you like Jamal Hopgood, Ella with Gordon. It's I've never seen anything like it. I, I think Gordon replies to her messages just to keep himself safe, <laughs> just so she doesn't come after him. So uh, yeah, so shout out to Ella. She might be booking a flight back this week to, get back to watch for the, the game. debut of Gordy. Yeah, that's um, she's been flying back every weekend to watch uh, the Blacktown Workers team, which Gordon <laughs> plays for. So unreal stuff. Um, that is the Manly game. Uh, yeah, Cola. I think he's very interesting. I'm playing him in draft this week, and it scares the living shit out of me. He's got very good base. He's just the fastest guy on the field. He's he's going to be on the inside of everything. Mm. Uh, he's his gamble, no doubt about it whatsoever. But, geez, Manly's run home. We'll talk about it soon with a couple of other guys. We mentioned Jason Saab briefly last week. We didn't have the balls to do it. But, Jesus, if you did, he killed it last week. Yeah. And could be on another tear. It was pretty yeah. close to it. Cola played fullback, round 24 last year against the Raiders. 54 points, but 34 in base, which is very good. 
Interesting one. Like you can't imagine you'd do it, but particularly if he does play there this week and kills it, next week becomes very interesting. Who have they got? The Dragons or someone? I think they've got they got the doggies this week into the Tigers, mate. So Tigers, Tigers <sighs> at Manly. Mate, if it was any other combo, you you probably don't do it. But I think it's worth considering. Maybe a huge pod play, massive pod play. But yeah, very interesting there. Uh, Knights v Sharkies game of the week for me for Newcastle. Uh, Hastings has been named for Newcastle. I question if he will play this week. We'll see what happens, but I question if he will actually play. Uh, which mate, I was having a look the other day. Without Hastings on the weekend, KP he had thirty-eight receipts of the ball. Um, from the ten games he's played fullback, he's only he's had less than I think it was thirty-five in six of those ten games. So hopefully we are seeing more touches of the footy yeah. for KP. To be fair, when Jacko has been on the field, there has been games where KP has had 39, 40, 41 touches of the football. But I did I did feel like KP definitely took more control in that game the other day. Yeah, went looking for, he did. And uh, shout out to Adam Clune. Came in, did a great job. Good player, Adam Clune. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Good yeah. player. Shouldn't be going to England. Yeah. A lot of teams could do much worse than Adam Clune. Lockie Miller's going as well. So disappointing. You know who would be, who Lockie Miller would fit in really well with? Raiders? Yeah. I know. And uh, uh, I think I saw a... Lockie Clunes, like, he, he had a baby, I think, uh, 10 weeks ago or something. Like, I just... I don't understand how there's not an NRL club that isn't mm-hmm. going, we'll have a pun on you. And I saw credit to the Knights, if this is the go, I saw, saw a quote that because he signed for three years or something, that they could hold on to him, but he signed as a fullback and we know what's happened yeah. there. They've sort of said, oh, we don't want to step, stop him getting his way and stop him from progressing and playing more NRL or like Super League top level. So, seriously, though, has, has there not a club put their name hand up for him? I'm, all, I'm also very surprised Newcastle. Like, I, I know they're in the market for other guys, but, jeez, wouldn't he be a decent replacement on that right wing? Yeah. Like, he's hard to tackle. There is no yeah. doubting that whatsoever. I think when you have him at fullback and in the middle of the field, he can screw up what you're doing because he's so unorthodox and rogue. But put him on the wing and just when you get the ball, just run hard. Yeah. I just yeah. Stewart, reach out. Interesting one for the Sharkies, mate. Uh, one to seventeen, nothing to really touch on with that Sharky side. No, all good. All right, uh, mate. I guess one of the most important things this weekend will be captaincy choices. Uh, this week, like the week, I think two weeks ago, a lot of options. It is real open <laughs> slather sort of stuff. Um, I, I genuinely think you could look at 10 teams this week and see eight different captains Yeah, run us through the options. So as we did a fortnight ago, like the big, big talking point this week, as you mentioned, Guru, is captains. And let's spend time on what people want to hear about. I, I try quite hard to, to not double up too much between the, the two potties, but captains is the big one. So like two weeks ago, what I've done is I've just taken a deeper dive statistically into the major options to differentiate it. So we'll start with Nathan Cleary coming up against the Eels. Parramatta can see the seventh most points, super coach points in the competition to halves. Parramatta can see 38% of their tries on the left and 37 on the right. Obviously Cleary will be going at the left. So that's about middling for, for everything there. What's your take on Nathan Cleary as a skipper? So interesting, isn't he? Like over the last five or six weeks, Hasn't quite been there, has he? he ha- I mean, he hasn't, but I mean, he's still By finished. Like a five-game average of 85 yeah. is still very good. Yeah. Um, sorry, a five-game average of 88, still very good. He just hasn't had those huge scores there. 
I'm hesitant simply because I know that Parramatta always get up for this game. Yeah. Outside of grand finals, they always get up for this game every, against every, Penrith. Every single year, sorry, in recent years, we've said they always get up for this game, but they'll still probably get pumped this time. We're wrong every time. Yeah. Last game of the season for them. Yeah, and look, they're, they're not playing for anything. I think Penrith are playing for a week off next week, essentially. Um Mate, you have a look at, at, at the betting market. Parramatta's at $7. Jeez. With nothing to lose. It's a grand final replay. With nothing to lose. It is... It's wild. Mitch Moses out, which I think obviously the kicking game is going to be so important. But I thought Dill Brown, despite the loss, I thought he was really good last week. Uh, but I think I will be VCing Cleary. I also think it's a huge advantage, as I learned last week with, with Teddy, because I had the VC early in the week, getting to see updates. Yeah, it does help. It's it's so important. It is so important. Especially in a week like this where I think the majority of supercoaches will have a pretty free crack at the VC loophole. Yeah. I, I absolutely do not knock anyone doing it, but I do not love it for that reason. I just think the Eels, maybe they get up for it. Maybe they've checked out for the season. Like, look, I don't know, but they love getting up for this clash. As I said, their season's done. They're like, Brad Arthur, boys, you've had a disappointing season. We're against our rivals, who are probably going to go on and win a comp. One big week. Give us something. And also, captaining people on Thursday night, it's just shit. It never seems to work out. In saying that, mate, I'm like, you know, I reckon Brad Arthur would have said last week, hey, we're playing for our season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we get out of first gear? Roosters going like a busted arsehole. That's, yeah, but I, I, I agree with you, mate. I think Battle of the West, I think they will always be up for this game. So I probably will do it. Um, but I'm not super confident on it. I think I'll avoid Nathan Cleary's last three scores against the Eels. 77 this year. Four points, round 20 last year. Oh, that night. <laughs> and 40 points last year. Yeah. Now, you can obviously put a line through the four points, but even in that game, I think it was about 15, 20 minutes into the game when he got sent off yep. and hadn't done a thing, obviously. Uh Parramatta, I believe, also beat them last year when they when he scored forty points. But yeah, it's concerning. It is, yeah, it is concerning. But I just think that Parramatta side is different to what they were, and mm. I, I've got no idea. I'm gonna. I, I just think Cleary, mate, he is a proven champion and super coach. Yeah. I just, th- I think that when these moments come, he he will deliver for us. I like others. Number two on the list, Sean Johnson against the Dragons, who concede the fifth most points to halves. Most importantly, though, the left edge that Sean Johnson will be going at concede 55% of their tries compared to 26% on the right edge for the Dragons. I think this is a wonderful matchup for Sean Johnson. A big factor in the captaincy will be goal kicking. We don't know if he is or isn't kicking again. But... I prefer Sean Johnson to Nathan Cleary as a captaincy option this week. What's your take? Uh, no, I still prefer Cleary, and maybe I'm biased because I don't have SJ and whatnot. I also think, mate, the Dragons have looked pretty good. They're conceding points, I get it. Mm. But I think they've looked all right the last few weeks. Um, I, I just think, mate, fucking SJ just has to do so much to score well. You have a look at the last two weeks, for example, against the Tigers. He had 50 points in creative. He scored 73. Uh, the week after that, he had 44 in creative. He scored 60. It's a lot to score. It is a lot to score points. That's why I haven't had SJ all year. And there has been certain weeks where it's hurt me. No doubt about Nico that. Nico bounced back last week. Nico bounced he back last week. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, of course it's Nico. Yeah. He, like, he played well. 
He scored 108. SJ played really well, scored 60. Yeah, 60. Drew back 48 points in that battle. So we'll add up in two weeks' time in that five-week phase when everyone had that big decision. Cleary, Hines, SJ, who won. His last... And if you give him back the goal-kicking in those last two weeks, okay, all of a sudden you're talking about 90-point games. Mm. Doesn't have it at the moment. Yeah, he's... I mean, he scored 149 against the Titans and 135 against the Sharks in the last five weeks. Yeah, for sure. And have a look at those games, the amount of, like, the one against the Titans. What was that? He had... Scored a double. Scored two tries in that. That was against 12 players, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He, He just doesn't scare me all that much, mate. Even have a look at the Sharkies game. He scored 135 points in that game, which is fantastic. He had 104 in creative stats. Has to do so much to score so well, and he has been doing a lot this year, 100%. But as we said off the top of the show, I also think there's a serious chance that at some point, with 60, with 10, 20, 30 minutes to go, if they're home, they go, okay, SJ, let's Could just... Could get a shower. Yeah. Could get a shower. If they do, he's probably racked up a lot. The last three games against the Dragons, 112. 112 this year, 96 last year, 66 last year. So good numbers. I, I love him as a VC. I don't own him. Next person on the list... Scott Drinkwater up against the Dolphins who concede the most Supercoach points in the competition to fullbacks. Scotty D. Uh, I am leaning towards trading him in this week at the moment. Mm. I am probably less confident now than I was at the end of last week about trading him in. Uh, But he is very, very appealing to me. But he has a similar sort of problem to that of Sean Johnson where he has to do a lot to score. Unlike Sean Johnson, he has gained the goal kicking yes. in the last two that's weeks. The big so factor, isn't it? that's a big plus. And I thought, as I said before, I thought Suncorp Stadium versus the Dolphins, who are missing all these guys, love that. They've since gained a lot of these guys back. I am leaning towards trading Drinkwater in, but I am a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, I, I love. I'm leaning towards trading him in as well. I love him as a VC. Just because the Cowboys are really questionable, the Dolphins, so you can just see them getting up for it. I think he's a great VC. He scored 70 against the Dolphins. That was back in round six. That was his first game in a month coming off suspension when the Cowboys were terrible. 70 and 80 minutes. And the Dolphins were flying too. The Dolphins were flying. So it's a very different setup to there. So yeah, I don't mind Scotty Drinkwater. Cameron Munster against the Titans. The Titans concede the eighth most points to halves. Their left edge concedes 35% of their tries, right edge 39%. I would imagine if you added in all the games that Foz played and, and measured that up, that it'd be substantially, the right edge would be a lot, uh, sorry, the left edge would be a lot better defensively. So Munster does get the far weaker edge of the Titans with Tommy Weaver also coming in, in that, on that edge. So Munster, we saw the stats during the week. He heavily, over the last five years, he averages more against top eight sides than bottom eight. We, we spoke about it and the numbers added up. What do you, what's your take there? Uh, uh, without being boring, mate, I'm the same I've been same for the last, last eight week. week. Yeah. It doesn't concern me. I'm happy to leave it. Um, I mean, mate, if Munster comes out this weekend and absolutely gives it um, to the Titans and scores 120, I'm looking at it and going, well, he scored 28 last week. Means he scored 75 points. Mm. Average had the last two weeks. So I'm not going to run with him. Um, I also think the really interesting thing, and I was looking at it last night more so for draft purposes, just trying to work out, I assume Pappy's going to be on the bench here. 
How do you reckon they get him into the game? Like, if they're up, is this maybe an opportunity to give Munster a spell? There's a million different yeah. ways, mate. I I don't know. I mean, he could go to centre. He could go to the wing. He could go to the bench. Munster could go off. I I don't know. Yeah, and that's part Who of the risk I'm too? not. I don't, I don't have a freaking clue. No idea. Yeah. It's part of the risk I'm, yeah, as well. I think that, and like, as you said, mate, and it's no shock, but as the numbers indicate, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if he scores 60 more points against the Broncos than he does against yeah. the Titans. I think he's a good trade-in, but make it real. His last three scores against the Titans, 147 last year, 111 in 2021, 91 back in 2020. So good scoring against them. I like it, but just... Well, he only played the Titans three times. Three times in three years, You know, yeah. on the weekend when KP played South Sydney, it was only the third time he has ever played South Sydney. Really? Yeah, I was looking at the stats. Wow. wow. He's only played him three times. It's the first time in three years he's played South Sydney. There you go. Yeah. I, Munster, potential VC option. I definitely wouldn't straight captain, but yeah. Next on the list, Joey Manu up against the Tigers, who concede the sixth most points to fullbacks. Joey Manu at fullback, one of the great sights in Supercoach. Thoughts? Delicious. Delicious. Um, I wasn't here on Monday. What's your, what's your view on the Roosters? Are they... Back? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who or what the fuck they, they were are. with Drew Hutchinson in the halves. Yeah, I just, that's how I don't understand why I made the change. I mean, the, the thing is with Marty that whenever they get any good ball whatsoever, you know he's going to run, you know he's going to take on the line. You know that the Tigers, those outside backs, those missed tackles galore there. I think he will pick them apart. <sighs> he's just, I. Manu is just the most perfect, he'll make or break your season if you captain him. Mm. Like, he, he could cost you a 1,000 spots. He could get 40. Yeah. He could get 440. Yeah, And, I mean, like, the reality is, mate, like, as we've seen over the last few weeks, like, even the top picks, not many of them are going for 130, 140 at the moment. It's been a crazy six weeks for captains. Like, yeah. hard to nail. Yeah, And that's why, mate, like, when I was sitting there with the James Tedesco the other day, I put it out to, to, to people, do I take Teddy's VC or go Cleary? I think it was, like, 70% said mm. take Cleary. And I just sat there and went... 120 points is gold. You just you can't find that anywhere at the moment. Yeah, I, I much I prefer Joey Manu. He'll still score. Should score really well. I prefer Drew Hutchinson at half than Sam Walker for him. Just because Hutch, I'll be going. I've got this superstar at time who's about to break them open. Just getting good ball. Yeah. Whereas Sammy Walker will jink and jump and dive and throw lofted. Harbour Bridges and all sorts of things. He's got someone to prove at the moment too, <laughs> Walker, which worries He'll me. Take the line on. So, yeah, but all in all, I think he's a great option. Agreed? Yeah, I, I think he is. I, I don't think it'll be one that I take, but I don't think he's a bad option at all. Reese Walsh against the Raiders, who can see the eighth most of fullbacks. Oh, yeah. As I said, he, he was probably one of the guys I was looking at to bring in this week. I know that you were reasonably keen on him. Well, when I spoke to you about needing I was a new keen, fullback. Uh, when I had in my head that it was goal, goal kicking, kicking because yeah. Adam Reynolds is likely out next week as well, uh, Walter said. So without the goal kicking, the Raiders, who we know they can get up for games, I'm now going, I'm leaning more towards Drinky. Drinky, yeah. I just think with the Raiders as well, like as much as it has been an absolute shit fight and they're all over the place, as you said, we know that Ricky Stewart can get something out of these guys when they, when they need to. And this is the sort of game without Adam Reynolds, but they won't have that kicking game to be able to really guide them out mm. of a dogfight. 
this one could be a little bit closer than what we're anticipating. No if doubt. it was in Brisbane, I'm not even I'm not even having the conversation to be honest with you. Mm. But down there in Canberra, completely different conversation, I think. Barring a finals game, probably Jared Croke. Oh, maybe Jared Croke's final home game as well. Mm. They're putting a big day on for him. I, I was mean, there for the last big about, day they put on. Say, they didn't get off the it, fucking bus. Well so shout out to Canberra. Time. So. But I mean, yeah, you, said, there's you did no, more work at that pub after the game than they did. <laughs> there's absolutely no reason why the Raiders shouldn't be up for it. Yeah, they're also not locked into the top eight. Like they, this is a big. Game. Yeah, this is a must win. They can't, yeah. and they're not. Yeah, especially with that four and against, they are far from locked into that top eight. And I think realistically, as much as it's near impossible to win from the bottom four, if you guys are going to give it a shake, you need to be playing in Canberra. Yeah, we <laughs> bloody oath we do. Two weeks. So the, I was thinking of the impact of. No, re, no Adam Reynolds to Reese Walsh, which I don't like for Reece Walsh because, again, just positions he gets put in by yep. Adam Reynolds. Two weeks ago, Reynolds sat out against the Cowboys. Walsh scored 58. Adam Reynolds, he missed any others this year. Penrith in round 12. Well, this would be good. Walsh got 42, but I won't hold that against him. Yeah. Oh, I could be wrong as well, but from memory, when Jock Madden came in the other day, like <clears throat> Brisbane were okay. But they were fine without him. But as you said, Reese Walsh, he doesn't get put in those same spots, which worries me even more for Reese Walsh. And the goal kicking is huge, as you said. Yeah. So captaincy wise, not for me. Yeah, not for me. And I, I won't be trading him in. Um, he's scary to come up against. There's no doubt about that. But he is similar to these other guys. He's not has in. To do a lot. Yeah, he has to do so much. He's not in this Hines and Cleary class mm. where he does. Mate, you know who else is in that class? Dill Brown. He gets to the 60th minute, he's done nothing. You check his score and he's on 72 yeah. and you just go, what the fuck? Did I fall asleep for this game? What has happened? Yeah. Whereas Reese Walsh, if he's done nothing at the 60th minute, you can turn it on, he can be on 18, which can really hurt you. Yeah. If we get word he's goal kicking, that'll change things. But yeah. Caelan Ponga against the Sharks, who can see the 12th most to fullbacks. Ponga... Dominant left edge. I don't have the exact left-right numbers in front of me, but he's going up against the far better defensive edge of the Sharks. Their right edge, their left edge is their weaker one. It's been much improved last month. That being said, it's like he's a fullback. It's not like Caelan Pong can't play down the right side. He's just better on the left. What do you, KP, Captain? Uh, I don't hate the choice. I just, I don't know. Like, you look over the last few weeks, and he's done incredibly well. Scores of 137, 96, 122, 121, 77, 91. Jeez. In that time, he's played the Tigers, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Bulldogs, South Sydney, who all aren't going that well. Had the game against uh, the Melbourne Storm, to be fair. Scored 96. That was at McDonald Jones Stadium. And I think that's another factor we need to consider here. If, the, if it was at Shark Park, I'm probably not even looking at him. Definitely not. But they are a different animal. Afternoon at Newey. Yeah. You're asking for it. Um, geez, I tell you what, Christ, I wish the bloke was a right-foot goal kicker. The amount of tries he sets up in that left corner and then he has to hit him across yeah. the face. If he was a right-foot goal kicker, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't hate it. I just, similar to the Roosters, I feel the same way about the Sharks. Are they back? Are they the real That's proper the, deal? That's the factor. Yeah. Like a month ago, you go against the Sharkies, absolutely Good lock and load. But yeah. now all of a sudden... Mm, Sharkies are good again. Yeah. And they're two teams that I think they've put such a big emphasis, especially in the last month, on their defense. Mm. But uh, I don't know. They're, they're, he, I have got a gut feel that KP is going to do well. Yeah. that's So if I'm not going Cleary, he probably is the one I'm slightly leaning towards. I, didn't, I 
like if you told me anyone on this list that you're going with, I said, well, just there's people that would say, oh, I prefer this person, this person, but I couldn't push back hard on anyone. Like, yeah. oh, I think with me as well, I'm probably a little bit biased to KP because my team, I've got Marcio as well. So I'm like, I need KP to, I, like, I, I, in order for Marcio to do well, I need KP to do well. So I'm sort of happy to lump Jeez, all that stuff in. Jesus, sweet watch on the weekend. Had, having him as captain and seeing him setting up Marcio for them. So yeah. Like, oh. Do we know, you know, the, so he had that eight tackle set or seven tackle set, whatever the hell it was. Uh, for the Marju try, I do no, know it was, it was for the Saifidi try. They just used a picture of uh, Marju scoring. It was for the Dan Saifidi oh try, the one that Phoenix kicked That's through. Outrageous. Yeah, stupid, so stupid. It does make me feel better though. Yeah. Lucky last, Nico Hines, same game against the Knights, who can see the twelfth most points to halves. Thirty-three percent of their tries down their left edge, forty percent down the right edge. Nico going at the stronger defensive side, but also opportunities there. Nico, he just gets it done game after the game, mate. He'll be a pod captain. He will be a pod captain, yeah. And you're right, he does. I mean, you look over the last few weeks, 86, 22, 155, 108. Um, mate, I just... I feel like outside of Penrith and Brisbane, these two teams have probably been the most consistent over the last four weeks. Would that be fair? Yeah. But Probably. I still just have, I can't really, no, feel like I can't rely on either of them. I, I feel like both of them, the wheels could fall off at any given moment. Brisbane and Penrith are the only two teams that I'm confident will do, I'm confident will do well each week. Every other time, like, yeah. anything could happen here. Yeah, and even Brisbane, Brisbane and Penrith are also the only teams that, even if they lose, I know they're going to lose by four to eight. Yeah. Someone's going to have to play bloody well or do what Manly did the other night and play completely rogue football to get them. So... Yeah, Hines, well, mate, that, that, that's going to be my game this weekend. Me and Steve in a prelim final in draft. I've got Nick, uh, I've got Hines. Who, fucking hell. I've got Ponga. He's got Hines. Awesome. Sunday afternoon, so it's going to decide it. our... If one thing. team pumps the other... And he's got Marcia. If one, yeah, if one team pumps the other, one, one, of them, the, the, one of them's going big. I'm really hoping for classic draft everything that Nath Cleary just puts on a masterclass <laughs> Done. against Parramatta. So, um, so verdict... <laughs> I want your verdict, and I think we can do it on the assumption that people have a relatively free crack at the vice-captaincy loophole. Yes. So your VC is going to be pretty good. In my instance, I've actually got... I have 17 players going into this week, and Brendan P. Kura is one of them, which is a bit of a dagger for my loop. Yep. Uh, a trade that I'm <clears throat> intending on making will give me 17 guns plus P. Kura, so I've got a... An okay crack at it, but I need Pete Kura to do something. Uh, give us your what do you who do you like? I will be VCing Nath Cleary. I will be taking him on Thursday night. I'm just going to back in a proven champion there to get it done. Um, and if once again, if he goes, mate, honestly, with the way that it's all going, even if he goes 100 plus, I will seriously consider taking that because it won't. It's a free loot for yeah. me. Um, so for me, the normal rules of 120, 130. They sort of go out the window for me. And also, I'm in a spot where, realistically, I'm trying to do as well as I can in the rankings, but I'm trying to beat you. <laughs> and I've got 115 start, and I'm more than happy to admit that. This bad boy is what I want. So that's probably where I'm sitting, going to VC Nath. If that all goes to shit, I'll probably go Capo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. This is great because I'm thinking vice-captain, if Scotty Drinkwater comes in, I'm thinking VC Scotty and C Joey Manu. Yeah, the Joey Manu one is very appealing. I just I've actually got a feeling about the Tigers this week. I 
I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll get a little bit closer than what people are expecting. I'm out of no faith in the Roosters, but I do have faith in Jay Manu having 46 runs. Yeah. Busting 40 tackles. Yeah, could be the first half for the bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, um, I'll tell you what, if that is the play for you this week, every time the Roosters play the ball from 30 metres from the line, I'll just be sitting there going, <gasps> not him, not him, not him. When Joey goes to dummy half, it's terrifying. Yeah. Mate, when Joey goes to dummy half, the, the goal kicker goes, bring the tee out. <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. Let's do the thing. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go Cleary VC into KPC at the moment, but... I am more than happy to admit that this week, as I said, I'm playing to beat you. That's all that really matters so to me. There so is a chance. Lame. There is a chance. Eight. <laughs> if winning is lame, I'm lame every day of the week, mate. Bragging so rights. weak. Let's get to trades because your trades also weak as piss as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you got? Who are you thinking about bringing in? Is it someone that you potted last week and said you're not keen on? <clears throat> um, I am thinking this week. So I've obviously got Teddy who got knocked out as he was about to score his 180th point last week, but that's fine. Uh, I got Teddy got knocked out and I've got Latrell Mitchell. On top of that, I've got Reuben Garrick. So I'm sort of banking on Reuben Garrick not playing again this year, which could be costly if he plays next week, but I just don't think he will. Well, what are you sitting on? Are you going to trade Garrick or...? I will trade Latrell Mitchell as my only trade this week, hold Garrick and probably just flip Garrick next week if he doesn't play. Next week. Yeah, okay. How many numbers do you have this week pre-trades? Uh, I think pre-trade, I think I will have 16. Uh, with two trades, I will have... A quality 16? Yeah, quality 16. Yeah, there's no one I'm... Re- probably yeah. Bateman's maybe my worst oh, one. That's fine, yeah. Um, Campbell Graham, my biggest dud. He's not playing this week, thankfully. <laughs> so. so as it stands right now, I will have Granite Hooker... Tino, Tapanay, Horsburgh. I'll play all three of those. I will have Fafita, Nikita, Eli Katoa, Torhu Harris, Johnny Bateman. Shout out to Torhu Harris. Going to score his fourth try this week. Um, and then I will have Cleary and Hines. So they're my four reserves. And then the rest of my team will be KP at 5'8". Centers will be Manu, Gagai, Marshu. And then a guy I'm going to trade in, which I'll talk about in a minute. Then I'll have drink water. Yeah, so I need to make two trades to have a full 17 this week. Two to get to 17. Two trades to get to 17, which will leave me with one trade. Uh, unless, of course, Samuel Finu gets a start. I noticed he was on the extended bench for Manly. I probably wouldn't can't hate that. I've still got Finu as well. Yeah. How many players you got this week? I Do have, you need him? I have No. I've got 17 pre-trades, but my 17th is Pierre Cura. Who, speaking of, if you wanted to jag a late start, wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Uh, 17 is, is, is he named on the bench this week? Yeah. yeah. 16 guns plus Pierre Cura. So one trade will get me to 17 guns. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that'll leave you with one trade next week. Yeah. So we'll both be in the same boat next yep. week. Yeah. All right. So sorry. Where I was with my trades, I'm thinking I'm going to bring in Scott Drinkwater. And then I think it's time for me. I've got the little lead on you. You're down on trades. This is the advantage I've built myself, and you can call it weak, you can call it whatever you want, Timmy. I'm, I'm more than happy to hear your cheap insults. Weak's what I'm going with. I'm That's weeks, fine. Weak's fine. That's completely fine. I'd do the same thing if I was losing for the second year in a row. Um, I'm going to bring in DWZ uh, into the CTWs. Just play safety there. Less advantage you can have over the top of me. So You're so weak. Hey. I, I mean, you traded out Teddy last week. I bring him in. I vice-captain him. There's no talk about that. I don't know, it just, just feels like you're, you're, you're in a corner, you know? You're playing off the back foot, I think. I told you to play. And you know punter off the back foot either. You're struggling. Oh, 
hey, you haven't seen me play cricket. I bat foot's my specialty. Boys. Best hook shirt on the on the mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not angry. I'm just disappointed, Guru. Yeah, no, no, and I get that. And I, as mate, I'm. I am an open book here. I am playing to beat you, which I always have been. I might just trade Dallin out. <laughs> I'd back it out. Just to be a dick. I also, like, I was looking at other options. We'll talk about Suwaliti soon. He was one I seriously looked at, but there's a few factors why I'm moving away from him. We've got a question on him soon, though. Um, other options I was looking at, just because I've got Gagai, Dom Young I potentially had a look at as a bit of a pod play, but I'm just like... Fuck, am I going to run out with Gagai, Marshu, and Dom Young this weekend? Don't know if I can do that. There's just no other CTWs that are really jumping out at me. Yeah. I'm also a little bit excited for next week, Roosters v South Sydney. Uh, I was having a look at some numbers. Just Campbell Graham went to shit once Latrell came back. Interesting, because early in the season, I haven't looked at it, but... He was killing it. With Latrell, though. Was Latrell playing that entire time? He started the season and then and then had the hammy tweak, didn't he? Yeah, when when, when was the hammy tweak for Latrell? Because I, I, I haven't done the numbers myself and hopefully someone out there can... Jeez, the amount of times I searched for Latrell's name. By so, yeah, Latrell. Latrell played the first 12 rounds and Campbell Graham started on a tear. Okay, so it was with him, okay. Yeah. But even recently, you're right. Like I, I feel the Bunnies have really gone back to favouring their left edge the last month or so. So maybe oh, I just feel like when they go to the right now, it's just like they're like they used to go to the right to score tries. Mm. Now it's like they're going to the right so they can to set up for Latrell to be standing on the other tram line. Yeah, to get ball there. Um, so yeah, I I mean I it's not. So the, the I'm not in a position to not yeah. play Campbell Graham in round 27. Latrell anyway. played the first 12 rounds and Campbell Graham had 14 tries. Okay, so yeah, that's but out since the Latrell has been back, what's he played four games? One try. One try. So make of that what you will. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at Latrell Mitchell to Scott Drinkwater as my trade this week. I really don't like Drinky's matchup next week with Penrith, mm. but I'm hoping Penrith rest a few key players. Cowboys likely playing for a top eight spot. <sighs> it was anyone but Penrith, but yeah, I. I do think the matchup with the Dolphins is really good this week. Even if the Dolphins do get up for the fight and make a game of it, I still think Scotty can score well. So uh, I'm eyeing the trail to Scotty Drinkwater. I'm feeling a uh, Thursday or Friday afternoon late change for you. Me too. I, I don't know, but I don't reckon it'll be drinky. I reckon, yeah, you're we'll trying see. to bluff us. We'll see. Especially if I'm going drinky. I reckon There's no bluff here, mate. I'm else. full transparency. Guys, as you know, Paddy and George from Mortgage Trace SCW can help you with a number of things from wedding finance to debt consolidation. But one of their biggest services is education, especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys will let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, that the government has released a heap of new incentives to make it so much easier for first home buyers to actually buy their first place. If you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to them. Usually it'd sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's a free consult. Speaking of education, the boys' new podcast, That'll Teacher, is now officially up and running. The first episode, episode I should say, on top tax tips is a cracker. Definitely one that I've learned a bit from. Had to listen to it the other day. Uh, got a stack from it. So go and give them a listen. Look them up on Apple and Spotify at That'll Teacher. Uh, guys, to get in contact, flip them a message on Instagram at pat and george underscore scw 
or call them on 02 9521 1611. All that info plus their emails and more are in our articles at scplaybook.com.au. Mate, the other one that I think is obviously there's a few guys at fullback that are worth looking at. I sort of spoke about it on my podcast the other day. Obviously, Gutho's got the bye next week, so I wouldn't be going anywhere near Clint Gutherson. Um, I think Dylan Edwards is due back for – he's due for a rest soon, I think, at some point. Yeah. Um, the other one that I think oh, I would consider is maybe AJ Brimson as a little pod play to finish. Brimo. I, I know he's one that – It's Melbourne. In Melbourne – yeah, I just, but mate, he's just, he just pops up fucking everywhere. And he, I, I, I just, even the way that he, like, he, what, he played Penrith last week, what did he score, like 60 or 70? I just, I, I, I've got a feeling about Brimo Doggy, for the back end. Doggies, doggies at Seabus on the Goldie round 27. There's a, I, there's a very, very good chance I trade him in it for round 27. Well, he's one that some I'm once in your life and do it this week. I'm playing from in front. Uh, Instead of showing your ticker, I'll, I'll show you a trophy again, mate. Please. Playing from in front can do whatever the hell I like. But AJ Brimson, he is one that I will consider. Uh, mate, is there any other sort of pot options there that you think maybe people are sleeping on or maybe... <laughs> at fullback? Yeah, at fullback. We've sort of spoken about Reese Walsh. You've obviously got Dallin and um, what's his face that are dual position. What about Hamisa? Coming back into this side, or you still just don't think the Dolphins find much? I just think you look at Scott Drinkwater, Reese Walsh, these are lead options. Uh, you, you throw Dallin in there, who's obviously got the dual CT dub fullback. I think they're the pick of the bunch for me. Yeah. All right, should we dive into some questions then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, our first question comes from C. Tang, which is sort of one for you, Timmy. You, you can talk more on this than what I can. Is it viable to play head-to-head and overall without focusing on just one? Definitely, yeah. It's it's not easy, but the reality is that if you're going well overall, you're also winning your head-to-head matchups. You're also probably well entrenched in the top four or at least top eight of your of your head-to-head leagues. Where it becomes a little bit trickier is you've probably expended more trades throughout the buy period. Yeah. So I would say probably that three to the, probably the month. Leading in, you finish your origin period, you get your team back to where you want it to be, fix up any holes post-buy period. There's probably that month where, because you've spent so many, you've got to be a bit more conservative to save few trades for finals, and that's where the balance comes in. Uh, realistically, you're probably going to get into head finals with a few less trades than your opposition, but there's also no reason why your team can't be well set up as well. So you can, you can do both, and... On the flip side, if you do take the the dual approach, if you're going poorly overall, your head to head's probably an all sort because then you get to the finals period, and even if you scrape into the eight, you've probably got bugger all trades left. So, look, it's difficult, but yeah, it can definitely be done. I think at the end of the day, if you play overall and your team's going good, you're looking all right head to head finals. I do find it amazing how many messages I get from people who are in the top one and two thousand who their head to heads are completely fucked though. Yeah, like they're completely out of head to head already. And they're in the top 1,000, 2,000. It's, it is wild how it all sort of plays and, out sometimes. Yeah, there's so much luck in your head-to-heads. Whether yep. you're overall focused or head-to-head focused, you hear stories all the time. Like, I think it's your, your draft this season where yep. you can have the most points in the league, but you might be coming 10th. You have the yep. least points in the league and you could be in the top four. Like, it, 
There's luck involved. Yeah, a lot that goes into it. Uh, this one from Smashy87 says, is DCE a good option? Mate, I think DCE is a cracking option with two weeks to go. He plays the Bulldogs into the Tigers. We already spoke about some manly players that are interesting. Cola, Saab, these sort of guys. Ola Kawata is another mm. one that people could consider. But, mate, I reckon DCE is a cracking option. Bulldogs, Tigers, look at the last two weeks. He's gone 96-71. That's without scoring a try in either of those two games. He's another one that, depending on how it all plays out next week, like if Nathan Cleary was to get rested, I would seriously consider going Nathan Cleary straight to DCE next week. And goal kicking. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> if halfback wasn't like, if you didn't have to trade out one of SJ... Cleary or Nico, great trade in now that he's kicking with those matchups. But <clears throat> you'd be a bold super coach to trade one of those three, probably with your last trade of the season to DCE. But you're right, next week, if Cleary gets rested, SJ gets rested, who knows what will happen? Nico goes down injured, he'll all of a sudden be very popular. He'd be a fun watching round 27. I reckon there is a very good chance he outscores SJ in the next two weeks. Yeah. If you were to give me a 20-point a, a start on DCA, I'd take it over the next yeah. two weeks. SJ, surely he's going to get rested at some point and get limited minutes to some extent. If he's not goal-kicking and DCA is and he gets manly into the Tigers, Tigers over there at, at um, Four Pines Park. First time I've never called it Brookvale. Um, I, I like DCA the next two weeks. Yeah. I can't yeah. like, I, I can't do it because I've got the two guns there, but... Yeah. Yeah, great, great games. Big play. Um, from Tate Johnson, nothing to lose. Thoughts on moving Garrick, Teddy, and or Trell to enough and Pappy. Look, I, I, I think you'd be crazy to bring in Pappy this week, but I think Tate brings up an interesting talking point, just Ryan Pappenhausen. Named on the extended bench, I think it's safe to assume that he will play this weekend and come off the bench. What are you expecting? If that game goes to plan, no injuries, no HIAs, 20, 30? I don't know because... It might have been you and I having this conversation, but I think it was any other earlier in the year, definitely like 30 off the bench, easing yeah. back in. But if I'm Melbourne, he's played 200 minutes back in Queensland Cup for the Falcons. I want him getting those combinations going in. I, I want to start him and play him 80. I don't reckon I'll start him, but I do. I, I think you bring a valid point. I reckon there's a good chance he could play. 40 60, 50, 60 50, yeah. yeah. I don't reckon they'll put him out there, first of all. Maybe, maybe 60 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but if he plays 80 next week, depending on how this competition plays out, if Brisbane give it to you guys next week and if Brisbane rests guys next mm. week, potentially, but I probably don't think they will off the bye. Jeez, he, he's the pot of pods, Pappy. Let's work on the assumption that he comes into the starting team this week and you can afford him. you got to consider it. Mm. You fuck, you got to consider it. Yeah. The problem's going to be that who have you – like, what, what, what's Pappy at? He's at, like, 900 and yeah. something, isn't he? Oops. So, like, in order to do it, I assume you're going to be trading one of Teddy or Luttrell, who are at, you know, the 700. 50 years, Pappy. So, in order to do it, you're either going to have to have two trades, enough someone, or you're going to ha have to have 200K sitting on your bench, mm -hmm. which, to be fair, at the moment, I do. I would, I would never even consider it. But I guess people could potentially do it. Jeez, 950 is a lot I, of biggie. I don't like it. I'd, it's a great matchup this week with the Titans where he could go ham. But even then, I'm looking at Brisbane at Suncorp next week. Yeah. You know, they're coming off the bias. They probably don't rest anyone. I, I, there are so many good options. 
I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I think the other factor as well that you need to consider is that, like, if you wait, like, you're not going to know if he's starting until Saturday, 2 p.m. Yeah. By that point. We don't know if he's Drink his past. Yeah, you just, yeah, I don't know. If you've got the balls to do it and it pays off for you, full credit to you. It won't be for us, though. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Rafter, biggest priority to bring in. So, we've got four players here, Timmy. We've got Fafita, Toto, Walsh, DWZ. What's your gut vibe here? If you had to pick one of those you think is going to be the most important guy to have, who'd you go for? I'm leaning between Walsh and Dallin. Oh. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'd probably go. Fafita with Foz, not. Uh, well, they're playing Melbourne down there. If Melbourne get a lead, does Fafita get an early shower? It's a tough question, isn't it? Tough question. Oh, mate, you can make an easy case for all of them. I just think the form Walsh was in coming off a bye heading into finals. I think Walsh is a great play and Dallin's just got two great matchups. So I'd lean towards them too and, I, and I'd probably be going through East Walsh. Yeah, right. Well, I guess it makes complete sense to trade in DWZ if he's so ranked so highly according right, to you. You're going to follow so. whatever I say anyway. So <laughs> no need to get tricky. <laughs> all right, JPEG1. Really interesting question here. He's got no pain Haas. He's got no Adam Fanua Blake. Do you bring in one of them or stack the CTW slash fullback? I think that both of these front row forwards are primed to have a little spell at some point over the next two weeks. What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree. And if he has neither of them at this point, I assume he's running two front row forward guns. So I'd be looking to stack CTW or fullback, chase that ceiling. These two, both of them do a rest, but like Hash had the buy. So maybe him of the two, Fanua Blake, he's due a rest. He's, he's got to have a break soon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, I imagine your other front row forwards must be Torhu, Tapanay, Horsbrut, probably two of those three. Yeah. Maybe a Tino, I guess. Like, especially if you've got Torhu, I would not be bringing in AFB at this point because they're two guys that I think are due for spells. So, look, um, if you could afford him, he'd probably be, would have been involved in the question. But Tino's 785k. He's dropped to a a bit more affordable price now. If you can get Tino, I'd I'd do that. I like that. No, yeah, you know, I'd still take the high ceiling C double fullback. Yeah, so would I. Uh, Jackson Coles. Oh, here's our random questions. All right, this one from Jackson Coles. Chicken or beef burgers? I um, I think I'm going to cop a bit of scrutiny here, but I've always been a chicken guy. And it's scrutiny that I'm happy to wear too because I always feel like I should get the beef. But I don't know. I just always <laughs> fall to the chicken. I think chicken to me has always been a lunch meal. I like when we're if I'm having a roast, I'm like I I do not want a chicken roast for dinner. I want lamb or pork or something mad. Like chicken that. roasts are the most overrated things of all time. Absolutely, they are. I, I think really unpopular opinion, but I think especially when you get to Christmas time and everyone gathers around a chicken Who's roast. Who's getting the chicken? Yeah, I, I think it's wild. If we're talking a roast chicken that you get from Woolies and you pull it apart for lunch and whack it on some rolls, oh my god, different story. But yeah. Chicken to me is a lunch meal. Red meat for dinner. I'm going. I'm going beef for dinner. I'm going a chicken burger for lunch. Mm. What do you reckon? Oh, as I said, I, I actually completely agree with you. Yeah. I always feel like I should be getting the beef burger, but I always get sucked into a chicken burger. I tell you what, you come at me with a southern fried. <laughs> Thanks for coming. The show's over. Shut up shop. Do you also get your sauce on the side of the burger and dip it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, all right, now here's my favourite random question of the week. Favourite go-to sports movie of all time? And the question said, why is it Remember the Titans? Now, I think it's fair yeah. to say Remember the Titans is top dog. If it's not in your top dog, 
might be a serial killer, but it's also got to be in your top three. So I'm going to take out Remember the Titans. Mm. What movies come to mind for you? It's hard because there are so many good, like, comedy, yep. comedy ones, like Dodgeball, Blades of Glory, uh, What's the what's the Adam Sandler one in the prison yard? Longest yard. Oh, longest yard, yeah. But then you get into to the more nitty gritty, serious sporting movies. Yeah. Coach Carter, remember the Titans, as you said, ones like these. So it depends which avenue you're going down. Like if we're going all time, I'm probably just going like Happy Gilmore because it's incredible. But if we're going down the more serious mold, I'm not sure. Like, what have you got? I know you're you're. Oh, I've got one that's an yeah. all-time favourite of mine, but I think that uh, the Rocky series would be right up yeah, there for yes. me. Uh, criminally underrated Rocky Five when we're, he takes on Tommy Gunn, not spoken about enough. We're, we're assuming uh, footy legends in a league of times, aren't they? And how good. Um, but, mate, my, my all-time favourite, and I really hope you've seen this one, and if not, and if you haven't watched it at home, I'd highly mm. advise you go watch it. Um, former Ohio State left-handed quarterback... Shane Footsteps Falco, well known for blowing the 1996 Sugar Bowl. He's then out of the game. Uh, there's a strike in the NFL and uh, the, the Sentinels, I think they're called, they call upon the replacements and Footsteps Falco comes out of retirement, ah. steps in and does an unbelievable job. The replacements, Keanu Reeves, one of his absolute Best ones ever. I would highly advise, if you haven't watched it, go and watch The Replacements. It's an absolute cracker. Some unreal lines in that I one. I don't think I have. I will watch it tonight. It's you, it, you will love it. Yeah. It is an absolute cracker. Uh, I'll throw one more in there. Bra boys, the Kobe Atherton story. Yeah, interesting. Didn't see it coming, but... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> actually, I did love it, but... It's actually a good flick. Yeah. It's a great flick. Uh, I yeah, I think Johnny Sutton gets a start too. For yeah, Johnny Sutton's in there. Rennie Matua's in there. Yeah, yeah. obviously a few, a few of the boys that have gone big in the surfing world as well. A couple of local South Sydney boys. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the replacements okay. right up there for me. The Rocky series, Happy Gilmore, obviously. Yeah, right up there. Dodgeball is underrated. Dodgeball, I reckon of all Vin, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller's. I, I think that's my favourite. Far out to good movie. I'll tell you another movie that I think is so underrated, and a lot of people disagree with me, and that's fine. I don't give a flying fuck because I think it's one of the greats. <laughs> Semi-Pro. Yeah, great film. Is an absolute yeah. cracker. The Flint, Michigan Mega Ball. <laughs> oh, so many good lines in that one. It is unbelievable. <laughs> great question there, Unreal. Let us know in the comments your favourite sporting movies. Get a bit weird with us. I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of Karate Kid. Uh, some other ones there. Yeah. Crackers there. What was the other rugby league one? Was it called The Last Winter that Matty Johns yeah. was in? Matty oh. Johns and Matt Nabel. Yeah, Matty Nabel. Yeah, that was another good one too. Would you chuck uh, Would you chuck the Superman movies in there when Ian Roberts was the security guard? <laughs> Does that count? Absolutely. Play on. Double out. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, let's move to our last few Supercoach questions. This one comes from Rip Gilligan. We sort of spoke about it earlier. Saab, the ultimate CTW pod. Dogs into Tigers. He killed it last week. I think he is the ultimate CTW mm. pod. I think you would either have to have rocks in your head or testicles that wouldn't fit on this table yeah. to bring in Jason Saab. I spoke about it last week, but I'll give you the hot tip. 
not fitting on this table. Cannot do it. Um, what do you reckon? Not for me. As I said, if you want to go for it, there's, there's upside there. Not that Ruben Garrick is, is a renowned ball-playing fullback, but Kohler at fullback, I don't love for him. I just yeah. want to question his service. He's on DCE's edge, so he'll still get some good ball. I'll just go through his, his lowest scores this year. 26, 28, 33, 8, 40, uh, sorry, 41, 24, 13, 22, 29. There's too much low there for me to... Who He scored 8 in 80 minutes against the Eels back in round 16. <laughs> I, no, I, no. Um, I will just say this as well. Obviously, Colo is going to get an opportunity at fullback this week. Um, Mate, there's been a lot of talk about the Wallabies. Keen on Calder. He obviously came through rugby union. I know he re-signed. Um, he re-signed until from the end of the 2024 season. So he re-signed a three-year deal. But, geez, if he can really blow it away over the next few weeks and show what he can do at fullback, I reckon the Wallabies would have a serious look Good at him. Keep talking. Yeah. I hope not. Let's hope he has a I think he'd do weeks. really well over there. So uh, but hopefully he stays. 20... What was the year that... That Saab scored was it twenty twenty that he scored a thousand tries? Twenty wasn't it twenty twenty one when it wasn't when we were playing touch footy? Twenty twenty one, yeah. I just thought he scored more. I must be thinking tries. So he scored like twenty four tries in twenty three games. He also passed back into turbo for about eighty yeah. tries. That season. I, I thought for some reason he had more, but yeah, between he had twenty three in twenty four games, but like Garrick had twenty one and Turbo had twenty five in fifteen. I say that year that Garrick that. Saab scored a bunch of tries with a bunch of assists. What do you reckon he averaged? Oh, 62. 47. <laughs> <laughs> what the king. Yeah. That's why he's the pot of pods. Isn't it going to be wild? We're going to be like sitting here in 10 years' time doing this show still, I assume, and we're still going to talk about that 2021 season for Turbo and every time we talk oh about it, God. it's still going to knock us for six. But there's not going to be a year where you say he scored 25 tries in 15 games and I don't sit there and go, holy Jesus, how did that possibly happen? Wild. It's freakish. Uh, okay. Now, this is a good conversation. Now, Suwali, I had a look at his numbers last night. He has been doing very, very well the last few weeks. If you traded him in a few weeks ago, credit to you, he has done very well. Uh, and I I sort of need to make a move this week with my CTWs and with a fullback. Suwali, I had a look at him. Look at the last three weeks, 84, 75, 108. Now, he plays the West Tigers this week, which is a very appealing matchup. Then he plays the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who are going like a busted. Also an appealing matchup. There are a few factors that worry us with Sue Lee, though, aren't there, Timmy? There is obviously one, he's goal kicked the last few weeks with Sam Walker back in the side. We don't know if he's going to goal kick or not. We'll have to wait and see. And the other factor, I might throw it to you, it's our favourite talking point, isn't it? Old glue hands, Marno at fullback. Yeah. You won't touch the ball. Do you remember when we were sitting there watching Roosters v Penrith on the live stream with Tom and Eddie? And I think they both took Sue Lee to score. And the first thing we said in the opening minute was, it's stupid to take anyone on the right side of the field because Marty will not pass the ball over there. And they laughed at us. And then about 30 minutes in, Tom looks at me and goes, I can't unsee it. I just can't unsee it. You've ruined him for me. (laughs) It was shattered. Uh, Yeah, that was fantastic. (laughs) And, mate, it's just going to be worse at at fullback. His only hope is that like I, I just cannot picture Joey Marnie sweeping out the back and tipping on him to score a try. No. He'll dummy guy himself and beat six on his way to doing it, but he won't tip it on. Uh, his hope is that Sammy Walker's back who loves that Harbour Bridge pass to the winger. So with that Tigers defence, if they tie in a bit, he might get a couple off Sammy's cutout ball. But for that reason and, and another one you mentioned pre-show and just with Sammy Walker 
probably goal kicking. He may not, but I would I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um mate, I think it's really funny. This time last year, actually a year ago and a week ago, we were sitting here at this show and everyone was talking about buying Sua Lee because they took on the West Tigers that week mm. and they were gonna smash them, which they did. And I very, very confidently said, Don't go near him. Manu will not pass him the football. Yeah. He scored 36 that week. Yeah, and Manu did not pass that. him the ball. Sam Walker goal kicked. Remember, I captained Sam Walker that week, and he yeah. ended up getting about 70 solely off goal kicks. Yeah. Didn't have any tries or anything. So I think history is going to repeat itself there. I would not be going. I, I, I honestly opened my computer yesterday going, I am going to trade Suet Lee in unless something really jumps out at me. And about six things jumped out of the screen and belted me. Yeah. Can't do it. I think if you've collected Sue Ali the last few weeks, I think you've gained a huge advantage from it, but I would not be bringing him in And, now. and you'd be happy to own this week, but you wouldn't get anyway. You wouldn't trade him in. in. Yeah. No way. Um, okay, Jay Saunders, 16. is a really interesting one. Timmy, any chance of getting Guru to play BBL <coughs> Supercoach <laughs> this year? Now, obviously, the Supercoach playbook offers, obviously, fantastic analysis of NRL Supercoach, but BBL, mate... Best in the business as well. Yeah, mate. Exact same stuff for the BBL. We'll be going into our fourth year of BBL Supercoach and really ramping things up quite a bit this season. We'll, we'll do a bit more. We obviously expanded into video content with uh, the NRL podcast this season and we'll be looking to do similar with the BBL uh, and get uh, some reels happening, a bit of video out there and really just try to try to blow things out of the water. Same for anyone who's not familiar with it. Same thing. We've got past champions on board this year, get this, there is a back-to-back BBL Supercoach champion. Wow. He's won it the last two years. He also was in a an IPL, Indian Premier League competition with about, only about a thousand odd people, I think, mid-year, and he won that as well. Wow. So... He must be like the me of BBL. <laughs> <laughs> oh please <laughs> Anyway We've got Andrew On board the SC Playbook team This season Which is so exciting So We've got A few past champions now The Spires on deck Maxi Bryden Who does a bit With the NRL as well It's all the same content In the BBL And we actually The back end of last BBL season um, Just to make it a bit easier For people We, we detached the BBL And the NRL's um, Social handles So yeah. Jump on, and we're sort of building that one back up as well. So jump on SC Play with BBL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow that bad boy. We'll, we'll be back into that content not long after footy season finishes. Yeah, fantastic. As far as I go, I, mate, I'll tell you what. If the the NRL obviously announced the other day that we're going to have a Four Nations tournament, mm. that'll probably, if there was any chance of me doing BBL, that'll probably cost it. I um, Four Nations to be done before BBL starts. Running out of excuses. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one reason that I know you'll do it. If you like happen to do it and somehow knock me off again, listening to my <laughs> podcast and taking my advice and beating me, it'd be like your crowning moment. And if you don't, you'd be like, I don't really like cricket that much, so of course. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a win-win win for me. I will say this though, mate. I think that with most rugby league content creators, you know that. Uh, December, January, mm. sort of our time off. That could be anything season, baby. Yeah. That's how Matt's, that's SG ball. I'm, I'm going to be out in the trenches, mate. Th- this that's is this is my low period year. right now. Yeah. I've got the feet up at the moment. <laughs> Finals, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> I'm waiting for Harold Matt's and SG to kick <laughs> off. I'll be there. So, I don't know. The idea of beating Tim at uh, his own thing, even though I'm 
done it two years in a row, uh, is very, very appealing. Maybe I will do it. Do it. Maybe I should. 40th last year in BBL, the Stallions. I think I might have to make friends with Andrew first and have a red hot cracking. Just out of interest, what state is Andrew from? I'm seeing New South Walshman. He's Victorian. Disappointing. Very disappointing. Incredibly disappointing. Yes. Don't even know what to say to that. Could be worse. Could be a Queenslander. Oh, yeah, it could have been worse. 100% would have been more fun, though. Yeah. Interesting. Um, All right. (laughs) Sit V start. Yeah. I don't know. What are you... I'm sitting Brendan P. Cura. Yeah. I am sitting no one because I don't have a choice. (laughs) And if you do have a choice, surely it can't be a hard one. Mm. Surely P. Cura. I don't even know who else you would have in your side that you wouldn't be playing this week. There's a handful out there. I know the Spire's got 20. Brett last night had... He's got 20 players. Yeah. Just dodged a couple. Uh, Brett, last night on the podcast, was pretty well placed as well. Just, again, dodged a couple and wasn't overly invested in bunnies because he potted them a while ago and yeah. didn't overgo it. So, Brett's well placed. There's a few out there, but you know what? I've got 18 this week, so I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, sure, surely of those 20 or whatever, surely some of them must be your Sonny Lukes, your Ben Murdoch Masillas of the world. I a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, surely there is a clear 17 that you play. Yeah. If you can't work that out, send us a message. But look at their average. Pick them. Yeah. Um, we've already done captains. Mate, are we uh, are we done and dusted? Here we are, mate. Yeah. Best of luck to you this week, mate. I, um, it's, um, it's tough watching a mate go through a time like this where it's all just sort of falling in on top of you and it just feels like you're in quicksand and there's nothing you can do and the quicksand is incredibly handsome and very talented at Supercoach. It's uh, Jeez, it's, it's going to be sweet mate. when I jump you on the buzzer in the, in the 2023 season and take that lead and go into the top 1% at the same time. I will say the, it was a crushing blow, not only going behind you, but the top 1% chase. I was very confident making up some ground the next two weeks, but last week was the one I needed to pull one out. No, I didn't. So I, I think we're... There will be no white flag waved until the final hooter goes in round 27, but a lot of work to do. Yeah, well, I think I'm. I think top one percent we mm. said was one point. It was one thousand six hundred. Mm. I'm at three thousand nine hundred at the moment. So sniff. I think I'm about to chase. I'll tell you what; those extra teddy points would have come in handy. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. That would have come We're in done. handy. So handy. I'll tell you what is interesting. Up. This week, if you captain Manu, that's essentially what separated us last week, or last year. Me captaining Manu yeah, yeah, yeah. in that game where he went nuts playing fullback against a bang average team. So wouldn't that be just harmonious? Could be the difference this week. Maybe I'll captain Manu. I don't know. <laughs> you will. We know you will. Maybe I will. We'll see how we go. Hopefully, Cleary can dominate. We don't have to talk about it. SC playbook last night. What'd you cover? Mate, jump on outside of Reese Walsh's goal kicking career. One of my favourites. Brett Patworth on had a great yarn to him. Uh, we Latrell Mitchell and James Tedesco replaced mm. him basically. A lot of questions asked about fullbacks, so we deep dived into to the best options there. Uh, also got all Brett's opinions on the captaincy's best way to go this week. Really interesting mind and really good super coach mind, Brett. So yeah, what's he thinking, Captain Wise? Who was he leaning towards? So long ago, I don't even remember. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, leave your sporting movies in the comments, guys. Let us know who, which is your favourite, what we've slept on. I'm sure there's going to be a stack that I'm going to read and go, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Moneyball's good. Moneyball, good yeah. God. Great film. 
Yeah, that that Moneyball's my. If there's nothing on the TV Sunday afternoon, I need to fill in time. Put it on. Put it on, and then Beck will sit down and watch the entire thing. <laughs> it's a cracker, Moneyball. Unreal. All right, that'll do us. We're going. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.